Welcome to the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Your host is the founder of HolidaysToSwitzerland.com and the Switzerland Travel Planning Facebook group, Carolyn Schonefinger. On this podcast, Carolyn will be joined by a variety of guests who share their knowledge and love of the country to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland. Hi there, and welcome to episode 30 of the podcast. No one who visits Switzerland can fail to be impressed by the stunning scenery. The combination of mountains, lakes and lush green pastures is the true description of paradise. One of the many things I love about Switzerland is that wherever there's a mountain, regardless of how high it is, there's usually a mountain railway or a cable car to take you to the top. The ingenuity and engineering skills required to actually build some of those cable cars and mountain railways is astounding. And what's even more impressive is that it's not just a new thing. The Swiss have been finding ways to transport tourists up to mountaintops for more than a century. In fact, Switzerland is home to Europe's oldest mountain railway, the Rigibahn, and in 2021, the railway is celebrating its 150th anniversary. It's incredible to think how many tourists must have taken the journey to the top of Mount Rigi in a century and a half. A lot has changed in 150 years, but one thing has remained the same, the breathtaking 360-degree views that you get from the top of Mount Rigi. In today's episode, I'm joined by Frederick Fusenik, the CEO of Rigi Railways. Frederick is going to chat about the history of the railway and tell us all the reasons a visit to Mount Rigi should be top of your list when you are in central Switzerland. Hi, Frederick. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here with us today. Thank you for the invitation. I'm looking forward for the next hour or so. Excellent. Now, can you start by just sharing a bit about your background with us and and how you came to be working for Mount Rigi Railways? Yes, yes. Well, I mean, I work in the best industry in the world, which is the travel industry. My background Went to the university, did a hotel business school in Lucerne, and then I worked a couple of years for Engelberg in the sales department. After that, I made bachelor studies in economic and science, and then I became a tourist director in in the Grisen for a destination called Disentisidrun that's close to Andermatt. And then my background, my mom is from Engelberg, and then I became the tourist director of Engelberg for 10 years. And yeah, then I got a phone call and a headhunter asked me if I want to become the CEO of Mount Riggi. And I said, well, yeah, well, you know, within your mid 40s, that might be a great opportunity. But I had no clue whether they want to take me or not. But all of a sudden they said, you can have the job. And um, well, I had a bit of a rough start. I started on the 16th of March, which was the day of the first lockdown. So, uh, <laughs> so you weren't with, welcoming too many guests. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> not really, but I had plenty of time to uh, understand the business. And it's a fantastic company. It was really good people, uh, very special, a lot of uniques. Yeah, like the whole setup, the whole business model with our cockwheel trains and, and the support for the region. And overall, no, I, I haven't regret the day. Even so, it was a bit uh, of a rough start. And I'm I'm married and have two kids, uh, 10 and 12. That's the most important part, I guess, and a lovely wife. 
And so you're obviously, you said your mum's from Engelberg. You were born in, in the same area, were you, around No, Lucerne? no, no. Actually, I'm born and brought up in Germany. Oh, okay. My dad was here for a holiday and took her with her. And, and then my grandmother and my uncle took over a hotel here. Then we have strong roots in, in Engelberg. So that's always been like home. So, yeah, which is a great destination as well. So now I'm living in Fitznau, close to the lake or very close to the lake and family still living in Engelberg. So are two great places to live right now. Excellent. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing much more about Mount Riggie and, and the railways. Now, it's the 150th anniversary of the railways this year. Can you tell us a bit about the history and how the railway actually came into being? Yeah. It's the oldest railway or mountain railway in Europe. There was Mount Washington like two, three years before. So 150 years of history. And uh, of course, were some pioneers and the big pioneer, which is like still like the Pope for our company in a way. The guru is Mr. Rickenbach. He invented the system which we're still using. And the thing is like when you have the anniversaries, of course, you can see on old pictures and the stories how they build it. But for example, we still have our railway, which is called Lok 7, which was built in 1874. And uh, we, we took that out of the museum. It was a museum of transportation, shipped it over the lake, and then we made it running again. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing is that knowledge was within our company. So it was our employees who made it running again. And there you can see we have two steam trains uh, running. Now we have the third one, and this is so new, unique. So you can really now experience how they came up or conquered the mountain 150 years ago. And, I mean, that was for sure a special time when the gutter tunnel has been built. It was uh, a lot of, you know, electricity came and, and so on and so forth. And, and that spirit is very inspiring, like with all the challenge that now occurs when you look how they managed back in the days and whether really were thinking forward. And yeah, you, you can't imagine how uh, sometimes hard it was. But And there are not that many companies who can look back to 150 years uh, history. And uh, of course, there were ups and downs and there was the First World War, the Second World War, but um, we're still up and running and um, we get a lot of energy from the past. So I say when you know your route, then you know where you should go. And the magic is still the same. I mean, it's, it's this unique combination of lake and mountain, the scenery, the 360 review. And um, there's a reason why they built the first railway or mountain railway on Mount Riggi in Europe, because it's a magic place. Um, gives some hope for the future as well. Yeah, and it was built for tourism, was it? It was totally built for tourism. Yeah. Uh, Mount Rigi was, even before, a very, very famous mountain. It was like alpine tourism started on, on Mount Rigi. All the rich aristocrats, uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Victoria uh, came several times, and Victor Hugo, um, uh, Goethe, all the rich and famous, big influencers back in that days, they've been up to Mount Rigi. They've been sometimes by horse or, or have been carried or sometimes <laughs> walked. And the first Alpine guest house was on Mount Riggi. That's like 205 or six years ago. So there was a prospering tourism mm. on Mount Riggi before. And yeah, that's the right place to build the first mountain railway. Yeah. 
Wonderful. So for those listeners that don't exactly know where Mount Rigi is, can you give us a bit more of a geography lesson to tell us exactly where in Switzerland we can find Mount Rigi? Sure, sure. Well, when you look up, probably most people know where Zurich is or, or Lucerne, I guess, like the big airport in Zurich. Well, it's right in the heart of central Switzerland. It's about 45 minutes drive from the airport from Zurich. Most scenic way is, of course, by boat from Lucerne to go to Mount Rigi. It's a little bit of a peninsula, and it's also very nice located when you go through Italy, through Switzerland, then you automatically pass by at Mount Rigi when you hit towards uh, Paris or Germany. And uh, it's located on the uh, Lake Lucerne. And what is also quite unique is that you, on a clear day, you can see all cantons of Switzerland except Geneva. Uh, you can see 19 lakes, and this is like the real magic. I mean, it's not the highest mountain. It's only uh, 1,800 meters high, but you can see the whole Alp scenery with uh, Eigermönch, Jungfrau, up to Mont Blanc on a clear day. And on the other hand, you can see the Black Forest, the 19 lakes, uh, whole of Switzerland, and that on a 360-degree view. So that makes it really, really special. It's not like, yeah, when I compare it to Engelberg, there we have the glacier and it's it's rough terrain and it's steep and it's more like mellows. I mean, there are bits and pieces where you shouldn't fall down, but it's not as frightening, so to speak. It's more beautiful scenery, a lot of green. But yeah, I think the view is, is, is exceptional. And back in the days, people came out, especially for the... um for the sunset and for um, like when the sun is getting up or uh, then when sometimes the lightning over the lakes or even when there's a thunderstorm, it's, it's, it's dramatic. You don't need a television up there. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like you can keep an eye on all of Switzerland if you can see all bar one canton from up there. Yeah. And you've seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, are there various ways that we can reach the summit of um, Mount Rigi? Yeah, yeah. We have two railways, run from Golda, which is in the canton of Schwyz. Then, then we have one in Pitzna, which is a tiny little village just at the, at the lake. We have another cable car, which is going up halfway to Mount Rigi, and then you can, can jump onto the, onto the train. And then we have, which is called, I mean... There is like the top of the peak, but it's like a mountain range. Mm. And there are fantastic hikes just on the edge of that range. So you always look on both sides. And there's you can start at Scheidegg, it's called, and then you can go up to the top, which is Rigi Kurm. Uh, that's like a two and a half hour, three hours hike. And um, there we also have a tiny little cable car, or tiny. It's like um, 10 people go, can go in. And then the various little farmers cable cars. So overall, Ricky has plenty of accesses, but not up to the very top, but then you can start and go on. But that's like more for the, I guess, like the first time visitors go to Goldo, go to the top and then go down to Fitzna. And then you have a really nice overview for the ones who come on a, want to come more or more into hiking. They're, uh, enormous ways to go up and to explore the whole range. That makes it special when you compare it to other top of mountains. Then you get the top, and this is it. And here it's wider. And you get to go up one way and, and down a different way, so you see yeah, a whole, yeah, whole yeah, different yeah. perspective as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So what are some of the things that people can do when they get to Rigi Kulm? As we're talking, I just signed yesterday the contract. We will redo the whole experience on the top of the mountain. Will all the passes uh, do fresh? We will have like a little bit of a hiking session part as well, where you have like a scenic view with a special fence on the side. What we will establish until next June is as well an audio guide where you can go from spot to spot and then you, you scan a QR code, but then you can choose what kind of information you want to have. So you get the geological information, you get the history, you get the train history, you get the alp culture that we have there very strongly, the fauna, um, uh, what kind of animals are living there. We're planning to have like a 45 minutes experience based on an audio or like a podcast, so to say. And so that you really get to know the magic of Mount Rigi what makes it such a special mountain. So when you arrive at Rigi Kurm, that's like a nice little hike. If you go fast and you're in 10 minutes, you're on top or even five minutes. But if you take it from the outside and take your time and uh, have a view on, on the top, that will make and the hiking pass in the end. That, that's about a 45 minutes experience. And then there's a really, really nice restaurant and hotel up there. And uh, you can have a drink there and then enjoy it. And if you're eager, um, there is a station underneath. If you want to do some workout, you could get out there and then walk up to the very top, or uh, you can walk down to Riegelstaffel as well. And yeah, like I said, you will see a lot of cows and the alp culture. And yeah, so that's that's like the main attraction. Okay, lovely. And you mentioned that there's a hotel there. So I guess people can come and stay the night and see those spectacular sunsets and sunrises that you talked about before. Actually, it's the oldest alpine guest house, I guess, in the world, uh, so to speak, since uh, tourism was invented, like I mentioned before. I mean, it's not the original building. That would be, um, there was no um, heating and no water <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> no but uh, it's a really, really super nice uh, three-star plus hotel. And the, the nice thing is they still have a lot of uh, the interior is back from the decades. I mean, there is, a, for example some plates uh, from the king of Bavaria who came there on several times and you see this fantastic pictures from back in the day so if you want to get the riggy spirit that's for sure a, a super nice place to stay another pl- nice place to stay we have a, a really nice spa facilities on um, Rigi Kaltbad uh, that's like um, what is it five years ago huge investment there are um, some outdoor pools jacuzzis where you can overlook the whole mountain range. And there is a, a hotel, Hotel Rigi Kalbalt included, which is also a nice resale plus hotel. On the other hand, for the more culinary people, we have the Herbs Hotel, the Kreuter Hotel, and they have a Michelin star. And um, they're really, really dedicated to local food. So whatever you get on the plate is, has been grown or has been slaughtered. Not more than four kilometers around that hotel. He's a bit crazy, but he really loves what he's doing. And yeah, it's a, it's an adventure when you go there for dinner. So you get so many different tastes and and what he's doing with, with all that local food is, is, is just astonishing. Yeah, And then you got this tiny little, for example, we have a Lok Sieben restaurant, which is like our famous Lok Sieben, the famous train, which is so old. Reminiscence stands for that one, where you get like traditional Swiss food, like Cordon Bleu or Alpe Magron or Fondue. 
Or then you have the chalet, which is like uh, also traditional food, but um, very open-minded, you know, Stefan. So culinary-wise and, and overnight-wise, it's, it's definitely worth staying one or two nights more. We even offer Airbnb apartment on the top of a station on Kulm. And um, that's also kind of um, special because like at night, then, then you have the whole mountain for yourself. And <laughs> um, you're staying in the station house, like back in the days, obviously. The people stayed, our employees stayed there for good. Something very different. So given that there's hotels and restaurants up there, do the railways operate all year round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a little, tiny little village in uh, Rigi Kalpa. There are around 100 people living there all year round. Oh, okay. And um, of course, they have to go to work and, and we work uh, the whole or we operate the whole year round. Peak season for us is obviously the summertime. Autumn is super, super popular when the air is clear and they get the great view and the hiking season. We have a tiny little um, ski resort, which is perfect for beginners. So the winter is as well, uh, sledging, cross-country skiing. Snowshoe hiking is very popular on Mount Riggi as well. Winter hiking itself, like all the beautiful rich hikes, which I mentioned, you can do that as well in the wintertime. And then like uh, a little bit of a slow season is May when spring is already down in the valley and uh, still a little bit of winter up there. But yeah, that's like the slowest months of the year. But we operate all year round. Okay. And you mentioned earlier that the day you started was the day that the first lockdown happened in Switzerland back in March 2020. How was this summer for you from a tourist point of view? I guess it's not back to full capacity, but was it as good as you expected? I mean, the summer 20 worked out pretty well as well as soon as we were able to operate. Of course, there were no international guests, but I guess it was the same all over the world. Like locals or like the inhabitants of Switzerland recovered Again, what a beautiful country that they have. We had a lot of guests from the French part and from the Italian part. That was pretty much the same. Like a lot of people from the German part of Switzerland also went to the French and to the Italian part. And that kept on going even uh, this year. We were a little bit unlucky with the weather this year. August was fantastic. Even yesterday, like the first September, we have had really, really nice figures, but July was terrible. Oh, mm -hmm. It was raining a lot. We had a lot we, of rain. Well, yeah, we were even afraid that there were some floodings uh, in our region. And yeah, it was a bit of a bizarre summer. August was fine. And now we hope for a great autumn and a good uh, winter. But um, no, no, we'll be doing fine. I mean, what can you do? You have to just accept how it is. And I'm for sure there will be better times when everybody can travel freely but so far we shouldn't complain obviously the 150 years anniversary we did a lot of steam train and special activities and that helped as well the knowledge the image of the whole mountain improved that was probably a good timing so yeah, yeah okay. we're happy oh good good so if someone is coming to lucerne and they're staying in lucerne for a couple of days and they want to go and visit mount riggy what should they do to sort of prepare for their visit is there any tips you'd give them about going on a mountain excursion for instance well i mean depending if you're into hiking a bit but anyhow you should have proper footwear don't take high heels uh, when you go on a mountain the scenic way obviously is jump onto a steamboat and in Lucerne, which is like just in the center, it's a train station. And then you have like a 45 minutes boat ride to Fitznau station. 
and um, um, when you get out of the of the boat, you can directly jump into the train because obviously we always wait for the boat to come, and then there's no standing in line or so. If you come on a Wednesday, we call it the Riggy Historic Day. We take all our old trains out, and then you can. There's a good chance that you go up with a train which is like 80, 90 years, and and some of the wagons they're really back from 1874 and then uh, yeah if you're first time visitors you have to go to the peak for sure take your time and then like i said if you're eager to hike up and stay there or you make the top excursion and then you can easily walk down uh, have a nice lunch for example in log with some traditional swiss food some of them, you can go to the spa, which is like you can do a, a daily spa as well. Mm-hmm. And then you can even take the gondola down to Vekis and uh, jump on the train there on the boat again to go back to Lucerne on that side. So you get this two experiences with, with the train and the scenery when you go down with our gondola is also exceptional. If you're more into hiking, like I said, there are um, several endless hiking passes going up and down and back and forth on on Mount Riggi and as soon as you on a uh, on a hiking trail then you're not in the cloud anymore this is like some of them are super super remote like even on a busy days there are, there are many hiking paths where you won't see a person all day long and like what I always do when visitors come is go over to Scheidegg I mentioned it before then you have to go around the mountain and to Goldau and then make that rich hike, which is like a three and a half, four hours. And um, this is also, and, and there we have like fireplaces, uh, public fireplaces mm-hmm. with little houses, even when it rains, so you get some shelter. And there is uh, free wood. And uh, even if you want, we rent out rucksacks with some sausages and, and the whole setup. But of course, you can go to a supermarket and buy it yourself. And uh, make a nice barbecue there. And um, yeah, that's also a nice way to spend the day. Yeah, lovely. So is it generally much cooler on Mount Riggi than it is down in, in Lucerne? Well, yeah, of course. Like um, you could say for every 500 meters altitude, it's about five degrees. So when it's 25 degrees in Lucerne, then then uh, on, on the very top, you got like maybe 17, 16 degrees. But depending on my leg, when the sun is shining, it's fine, but sometimes it's windy up there. So yeah, take a jacket with you. I mean, even if it's warm down when you start, yeah, you're going up to a mountain. So yeah, it can be a bit chilly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so be prepared and take a jacket. Yeah, sure. Have you got any fun facts about Mount Riggi that you'd like to share with us? You mentioned before that you can see almost all the cantons from the top. Is there anything else interesting that we should know? Um, there's a really, really nice story. Uh, Mark Twain went to Mount Riggi and he went to Mount Riggi like really in the first days when the new railway was built. And um, he made a novel out of it, a visit of Mount Riggi. Funny thing is, like, went up with his friends, and there were on the hiking path, there were uh, some locals who were yodeling and playing the Alphorn. So he gave them a little donation, and then he lying, and then he kept on going. And then the second one was there, and he gave them a little donation, and then the third one, they were coming, and there was a little donation. And then 
first he gave him donation that they play and then after an hour or so he gave some donation to stop because <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't listen anymore to it and uh, it's a hilarious novel or a travel experience and then of course he wanted to see the sunrise on top and then he went to bed but he was so exhausted that um, he slept through and then he saw the sunset instead of the sunrise when he looked out of the window, but he didn't realize what's wrong in Switzerland because uh, he thought that was going to be a sunrise, but then the sun was going down. <laughs> and uh, there, there, there are many, it's for sale. You should read it before you go to Mount Rigi. It's so freshly uh, written as well. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's more, it's 150 years old. It's, it's, okay. it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, we definitely have to look that one up. You said just before that when you have visitors come that you always like to do the shy dig, the ridge walk. So mm. if I asked you how would you spend the perfect day on Mount Riggy, would it include that or, or would you spend it some different way? Yeah, depending a little bit on the season. I mean, I, I love skiing a lot. It's a tiny little ski area, but when there is enough snow, you can really go down a little bit through the woods and that's like last winter was was. was uh, fantastic uh, you nearly it was it was like short skiing you can nearly ski down towards the lake and the combination of snow and lake that's i mean i've been to norway and, and spitsbergen and, and and i think that's just magic and that just around the corner here in switzerland is is fantastic and but um, like in the summertime with the kids we, we do the ridge hike and then we go down and then we jump into the into the lake and and take a swim down there so that's like a super super nice combination and um if you like i said depending a little bit on the culinaric side um when you pass by a charlie shield and have a nice lunch there with with, with some local food um there is a crepery in kalbad where we always have to stop with the kids there's a mini golf and and a little bit of a playground there as well and especially from Kalpa, that's what we do as well when we don't have so much time. Um, like the summit station where the little village is, and then you walk flat out, and there is it's called the Cancelli, and there you got an astonishing view already. And then you walk up to the top, and that's like yeah, maybe an hour and a half. So it's not, but it's a nice, nice walk to calm down. And and then again, it's getting down to the lake and the combination of lake and mountain that's always calms the whole family down so that's a nice day sounds wonderful and there's plenty of options i can see why you love working at mount riggy so much yeah and it's like the journey itself i mean it's not fast obviously but and uh, it's, it's rumbling and bumbling a little bit but you really as soon as you get into the train and you see the view and it's it's very relaxing way to go up a mountain instead of having like a super high professional gondola which boosts you up it's it's more yeah and then when you slow down and then when you in one of these historic wagons uh, that's also uh, some of them are, are cabrios like open air and yeah then you can really smell it see it see the cows smell the cows yeah so that's, that's very close to the nature wonderful where can people find you online if they need more information? What's the, the web address for Mount Riggy? Simple as riggy.ch. Perfect. R-I-G-I dot C-H, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll put that link in the show notes for this episode and I'll also list some of the restaurants and hotels and things that you've talked about so that if people are planning their visit, they can quickly access the information. 
And I'm sure that, uh, yes, you've inspired our listeners to make sure they visit Mount Rigi when they head to Switzerland. Yeah, that's that's uh, mandatory. If you go to Switzerland, you have to go to Mount Rigi. Right. <laughs> Everyone, put it Not on your list. fine as well, titles as well, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Frederick said it's mandatory. You've got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you, Caroline, and uh, all the best. If you would like more information about anything mentioned on today's show, take a look at the show notes, which you'll find at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash episode 30. I'll include a link to the Mount Riggie website, plus details on how to purchase your tickets and additional resources that will help you to plan the perfect visit. Thank you so much for listening. For more great resources on planning a trip to Switzerland, make sure you visit holidaystoswitzerland.com where you'll find trip planning tips, destination guides, information on transport, including Swiss rail passes, and much more. You're also encouraged to join the Switzerland Travel Planning Group on Facebook where you can ask questions and chat to other past and future travellers to Switzerland. You'll find show notes from today's episode at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast so you never miss an episode.